Hey, hey, it's Leslie J. Welcome back to Volume Up, the Lifestyle Radio Revolution. I am joined in studio with Dr. Karen Harkaway from Harkaway Center for Dermatology and Aesthetics right here in Northfield. And then you have another office in Delran, right? Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Leslie. I am so excited to talk to you about this, um, about everything that you do and your opinions on it and kind of debunking some myths and, Absolutely. and all Absolutely. that stuff. It's a because, lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who aren't sure, tell everybody what you do. So I am a dermatologist, mm-hmm. first and foremost. I've been in practice for, I don't know, 25, 26 years. You lose count. Um, and I specialize in all of dermatology. So medical treatment, surgical treatment, and aesthetic treatment. So about half of my practice is devoted to aesthetics. I love it quite well, but I will never lose my medical training and, right. and, and everything that I do there. You know, as they say, variety is the spice of life, and, and it makes for a nice practice for me to be able to, you know, to, to encompass all of that. That's awesome. So I first met you when I came in to... Um, to your office to take care of my lines and my wrinkles and I was honestly terrified (laughs) and I had a lot of you know because we have like all these warning commercials and I think people are so scared and they don't realize I know that when I came out and started being public about what I was doing, everybody was like, oh, I do it too, and I love it, and I do it too, and I was like, you guys have all been holding out on me. Yeah, it it doesn't make for an easy word of mouth situation for me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's true. It's so funny, and and there's a lot of misconceptions right there, Mm -hmm. because people will say to me, oh, I don't want Botox. I don't want filler. Well, why not? You know, we always, Why? Oh, I, I can see what people look like when they... I said, you don't realize everybody you see that looks done is done poorly. That, right, but many, true. many people think that, that that they know what it looks like, and it looks like hell. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> hell. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, uh, you know, you got to be careful because a lot, a lot of people that you see that just look normal, that people that you think look good mm-hmm. and they're over the age of 40, if they're looking pretty good, 40, 50, like myself, 56, it's because you're doing something, but you're getting it done well and you right. cannot tell. You cannot yeah. tell. Yeah. So I, that's like the first myth that I have to debunk. And from there, you know, the everybody always feels like I'm going to be the one that gets the horrible side effects. And then you read the side effects, and then that's even worse. Yeah. And the myth there, well, it's, it's not a myth. It's, it's an exaggeration, let's say. Right. It's a true FDA exaggeration because Botox, we'll just use the trade name Botox, right. but we, we now have Botox and Javeau. There's a couple other competitors, but the two that I use are Botox and Javeau. But just for ease of talking, we'll say right. Botox. Right, everybody knows that's what the that word is. everybody yeah. knows, yep. Botox is uh, FDA approved and utilized for so many, many different medical conditions now. Over 50. Wow. And it's like the aspirin of the 21st century. You know, so in the 20th century, aspirin was initially used as a pain reliever, and then we realize it it's calms down inflammation and, and heart disease and X, Y, and Z. 
And so this is also how Botox is. This neurotoxin is used for so many things, for excessive sweating, for migraines, for difficulty urinating, for muscle spasms, for cerebral palsy, like a, a bunch of different things. And so there have been, in the course of treating all these, some, some people very, very se- have very serious diseases right. that are treated with Botox. So after being treated... A little, you know, some people have died. You don't have to actually say that it was due to the Botox. They, I, I think, a couple of these people died. They had, they couldn't breathe anymore. They had cerebral palsy and just didn't breathe. Right. So, uh, but nonetheless, it gets on the black box warning. Right. Now, when you're putting units and units and units in somebody, you know, that that could be a different story. But w- the way that we do it, well, you know, a few units in the forehead or near the eyes, you know, you do have a potential side effect of a of a little bit of a droopy eye for a few weeks or a droopy brow for a few weeks but nothing that's permanent nothing that's con- you know really concerning which right. is obviously very good the downside of that is simply that every tom dick and harry who calls himself a physician can inject botox and if you look weird for three or four months that's really not long enough for anybody to get in trouble for it right. so consequently there's a lot of very poor uh injectors out there in terms of both Botox and filler and and that's what people are seeing when they think that people look strange yeah yeah I I think that and one of the the reasons that I was really excited to come see you is because as someone who talks about self-love and body acceptance I think it's really important to acknowledge that that doesn't mean you know letting yourself go or not do what you can to feel your best. Exactly. And if that looks like, you know, I shouldn't even have to defend myself as why as to why I'm doing it. You know, I I worked outside for a long time. I had very deep lines. I think for my age, I think it was more advanced than someone else who was thirty four. Yeah. And it was something that I was very self conscious about when I would put makeup on and the makeup would settle into the lines and I found myself like wanting to Photoshop my pictures and I was like, "Mm, no, that's not, that's not what I, I don't want to Photoshop pictures because I don't feel like that is, that's not being true to myself. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But I think there is absolutely nothing wrong. I think it's the same thing as going to the gym and putting in the work on your physical body because you want to, Look differently. Yeah, absolutely. No question. And, you know, as I say to people, look, this stuff is extremely low risk. Mm -hmm. It's extremely effective. The only real reason not to do it, and I I am not being facetious here, but the only real reason not to do it is if you can't afford it. You know, I don't want to be making your kids hungry or something right. like this, you know. Um, but it is. it has almost become Time Magazine a couple of years ago ran a story that was said it's make it's like makeup now. That's how many people are, are doing Botox. And it's extending to men as well. And we do have a lot of young people coming in for Botox preventatively, which is not inappropriate, okay? If, yeah, talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, so you, for example, just mm-hmm. said that you work outside and that's why you had those lines. I suspect that that is not the case. I think particularly the 11s, Mm -hmm. that is a learned expression. Probably either your mother or father or both 
knit their eyebrows in concentration, not meanness. Right. Although it does wind up make you look mean. <laughs> right. But it's it's something that you can see in kids as young as, you know, 18, even 16, you can see the beginnings because they've just always knit their eyebrows and you cannot teach yourself to undo it. It's just simply impossible. So I do have young people coming in wanting to have injections preventatively and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Also, I have very young people, you know, and by that I mean early 20s, let's say, uh, coming in. They want fuller lips, a very common trend as well, fine. You know, I really try to make certain that people are doing this all for the right reasons, which is just... Just like makeup, you know, if you're just making yourself look better, it's safe and effective, you're not going to hurt yourself, you're not, you know, spending your last dime, awesome. You know, I I really try hard, I do not want to get into a situation with people with, like, body dysmorphic disorder, who just are trying to make their life better, I mean... But it does make your life better. You know right, what I mean? Right, a, t- a, a little bit. But it, that itself is not, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. do the work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but conversely, aging, for example, it's a, it's a big topic of, of interest for me. And how looking better as you get older and kind of just keeping that same look. Like one of my favorite things to hear if I see a person I haven't seen in a long period of time is, Wow, you look exactly the same. That's that's yeah. so cool, you know. And it's good if that's what you want. I mean, I don't want to look like somebody I'm not. I just right. kind of want to look as similar as I can, while realizing the fact that you're not going to look like you're 21. No one looks at me. They may think I look good. They may not know my age, but they don't think that I'm 21. It's simply right. impossible, you know. Not, yeah. And then those people that try to achieve that kind of thing, it gets kooky with gotcha. them, you know. We actually have a caller, so let me, uh, so if you want to put those, whichever headphones you would like on, and we'll say hello to Carl. Well, I went to a dermatologist years ago for a different reason. I saw this beautiful woman, woman standing there, beautiful blonde hair. She looked so pretty from behind. She turned around. I looked at her face. I bet her for, she blinked her eyes. Her lips were moved. Her face was so tight, and I thought she looked horrible. And um, so I would think that was a botched job. Uh, and it wasn't your place it was that either. Oh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> but, you know, Carl, you are on <laughs> the money. When I go to meetings of cosmetic dermatologists or even worse, plastic surgeons, it is you're, you're right. It's astonishing how many people look incredibly bizarre. Here's the other thing. Right. A, a little <laughs> sidebar. A lot of times, the wealthier the people are, the wealthier the community, yeah. the stranger they can look. And the reason is twofold. They can afford to have anything and everything done. Mm-hmm. And they, the patient, are not used to being told no, no, Mrs. So-and-so, I cannot fix this one particular line, but I want it fixed. So then the doctor tries, and then it looks weird, but they both sort of convince themselves, you know, it's a little bit of the emperor has no clothes, that it looks good. She might think it looks good because the line is gone, and uh, hey, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't have a lot of integrity, to be honest, on on the provider end. I won't say even physician, because now a lot of, there's a lot of people doing this stuff, but you mentioned that you went to a dermatologist who looked bad, and yeah. 
I can I can certainly say there's a lot of dermatologists that look great, and there are a lot of dermatologists that are yeah. overdone. Yeah. I agree with you. So that's where you got you did the right thing. You know, you look around, or anybody who's thinking about getting this sort of thing done, look at others in the office and see what they look like, see what the receptionists look like, see what the doctor, her, him or herself looks like. Right. Yeah, um, well, this was a patient. <laughs> that was a patient. But, you know, again, then th- that's the other problem. Sometimes some of the young, so I was telling you about the young people. We had a big, like, philosophical issue in my office a few years back because some of my staff, the younger staff, they wanted big, big, big lips. And I'm like, no, I hate that look. I don't want people to say, yeah. oh, look what Dr. Harkaway did. But, you know, I'm 56. I mean, my generation, I, you know, we just kind of want to look normal. <laughs> it's you young people that want to look like nut jobs. No, I'm just kidding. But I've had to kind of realize that, okay, there are people that want to look like Kylie Jenner or whatever. And I will allow that to a certain extent because it's right. a look that some people want. And as long as it's not, you know, harmful, I'll allow it. But... I've had some patients I've had to say, all right, you're done. You're done here for for eight months or a year. Yeah. I can't put any more filler in those lips. It's just going to look increase, you know, incredibly bizarre yeah. to me. And frankly, I'm the one who's doing it. And yeah. also, there's I, there was one patient that, like, as I was injecting, I could feel like there's a lot of resistance here. I'm getting nervous. This does not make me happy. I'm I'm concerned about the safety of this. Right. So you, if you want a natural, normal look, you have to seek that out i think absolutely yeah. right. absolutely awesome well, right um the other thing i wanted to say why i was there i went to my family doctor i had something on my leg i was concerned he brought an old book out went through it i don't see anything like it so maybe you need to send me to a specialist so he sends me to that place so i go there well, we don't know what it is. So they give me some special cream that costs a whole lot of money. But they gave me coupons for it. I took it to the shop. <laughs> right. But they didn't have that side. So then the coupons didn't apply. So I had to pay a high um, extra cost to get it. And then I went back because it didn't work. It didn't work. And then they're saying, we got to take a biopsy. And I said, well, Okay. And I went to a specialist, not really an RN that has her BSN, and she says, that's varicose veins. And I went to another expert. He's not an expert. He's just a friend. He looked at it. My mom had them. They're varicose veins. I went and called the, and canceled the appointment. Because they're not digging into my leg when it's varicose veins. So... I wouldn't recommend that person to anybody. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry you had that experience. Yeah, that that, that doesn't yeah. really sound very good. That can be frustrating. Yeah. Well, okay. Carl, yeah. thank you for calling in. We appreciate you listening. And uh, and I would listen to your whole show, so I'm not going to mention any movies. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, have a great day. Thank you for calling. You too. Thank thank you both of you. Bye bye. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sure you hear stories all the time. All the time. Yeah. That story is very, very typical. And unfortunately, the you know, the paying so much money for these creams was a whole nother yeah. can of worms. That, that, that's another episode. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that you... <clears throat> I'm glad that I, I met you and that I'm, you know, I was able to be in your office. Excuse me, I gotta take a 
<coughs> I got so excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so go back to the the whole aging gracefully, mm. and you know what that means to you. Okay, and and have you had some resistance with that with patients that come into your office? Uh. We have discussions about it. I have discussions about this probably every single day, and I think about this quite a bit. Um, because before I wanted to be a dermatologist, I was going to be a geriatrician. So I've always enjoyed older people, working with older people, being around them. Um, and it's interesting because now my own patient population has become pretty old. You know, like I'm, I'm seeing some people, well, medically, of course, but let's just say cosmetically. Uh, that are now in their 90s wow. getting filler and Botox. Well, and I'm stuff. sure they're they're comfortable with you because you're comfortable exactly. working with them and they feel exactly. Com- they, comfortable Exactly. So they've been safe. doing this now for 25 years. You know, they, they started when they were 70 or 65 or whatever. And, you know, and they're still hanging in there. And what's cool about it, see, that's that's kind of the other thing. When you, and it goes back to your self-love sort of thing, when you do this for the appropriate reasons, and the best reason I've ever heard is, this is for me. This is for me. Yes. You know, and I hear, my, like, the, the story that I love is, you know what, I, did, I worked my kids, I got them through school, and blah, 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 blah. Now, this is for me. And I just love to hear that, because they're going to be extremely happy. They don't expect some, you know, Hollywood ridiculous results. They're very on point with what they want, what they expect. But I feel that wh- as you age, and as I said, you know, when people say to me, oh, you still look the same, that is a very important thing because, you know, the years fly by and all of a sudden you're 56, let's say, and you look in the mirror and you look pretty similar to you when you were 46 or 36, not the same. You could look at a picture and tell the difference. Right. But, you know, you don't look like, what I'm saying is you look like, you look in the mirror person looking back at you looks like someone who can do whatever the heck they want yeah and so i think that keeps people feeling like you know what i should still ski i should still do this i should still be a part of the community i should still run i should still do anything that they want to do because you don't look like an it doesn't look like an old person looking back at you and here's one of the things that led me to start thinking about this it's terrible but I have to get my hair dyed every three weeks because it would be white. So I've started to think about, like, what would I look like if I looked in the mirror at someone who had white hair, who looked like me, but with white hair? I would look immediately 10, 20 years old or whatever. And then I might start to think, oh, you know, I did tear my ACL two years ago. I should probably be really careful when I do this. Or maybe I shouldn't do this or that at all. And I think... A certain amount of that is is good and natural, but yeah. I I do think like life is about reinventing yourself and about growing and changing and embracing everything. And I think that aging gracefully means you're taking every those who live to be older are the lucky ones, yeah. right? Because the unlucky ones are freaking in the ground, and yeah. it's starting to happen to people. I mean, of my age group, and certainly when you're in your sixties or your seventies or your eighties, it happens more, 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 more. So you know, anybody who says, "Well, growing old is terrible," and it's it's you know, oh my God, this isn't the golden ages. Well, I understand that it isn't. Right. That's true. But you know what? You're the lucky ones because you're six feet above the ground, not under. So 
we want to if you're still here living then live live do everything that you can and want to do and i think that when you look at yourself and you still look good for your age mm-hmm. then that's a little bit of self motivator yeah so you know i'm not talking anything here about how attractive you look to the opposite sex or how attractive you look to you know your same sex my mother right. used to say oh, I, oh you know what you wear makeup for the women the men don't care you know <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny you know you get to her when, whenever she said that to me but you know i think this is this is for the person that's what i like about and that's what i think aging gracefully is 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 just seizing every day and making the most of it. And I think when you look your best, you're most likely to feel like you can seize the day. Yeah. Oh, I, that's. I feel like I want to make some like quotes out of that. And I'm glad this is recorded because that was <laughs> that was uh, that's so true. You know, when you just I'm when you were talking, I was thinking about how like when I had first had my kids, when I have like newborns at home. And you haven't like showered in days and you don't get your hair done and we forget to take care of ourselves and it like perpetuates that that crappy feeling. Oh yeah. And it takes, you know, you just need to like take a shower and put some makeup out and go out for a night and you feel like an entirely new person. Isn't that true? And we're gonna um we're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to be still here with Dr. Harkaway uh, talking all about aging and about cosmetic procedures and debunking myths. And feel free to call in after the break if you have any questions. And uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more volume up the Lifestyle Radio Resolution on News Talk 1400 WOND. Hey, hey, it's Leslie J. Welcome back to Volume Up. We are here in the studio with Dr. Karen Harkaway of Harkaway Center for Dermatology and Aesthetics. We're talking all about Botox and Juveau and aging and everything that comes with what you do. And yes. we've been, you know, discussing what comes along with improving yourself and that it's not just it i love that you say it's just like makeup now yeah the cosmetic procedures they're you're in and out it's not and i you've heard me talk about this i did the podcast show episode on it we we have video it doesn't really hurt it's not i think that we it's like people get psyched up yeah Yeah. they get all psyched up you think we're gonna be like bleeding all over something i don't know Especially Botox or Javel, literally you can hold your breath and have it done. Yeah. You can hold your breath all the time. And one of my patients once said to me, well, why are you holding your breath? I said, what? And they said, yeah, <laughs> you, you hold you your breath it? when you're doing it. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> but That's funny. Yeah. They're great procedures. That's why I like it so much. It's just so fun. And so that is a neurotoxin. And then... That's different than the fillers, Correct. right? Yes. And something you did on me, which I was like, wow, I never even like thought that was a thing. I my the corners of my yeah, lips yours were look so much down. better. Already. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting here looking at you. Wow. I had that no idea awesome. that was even a thing. I thought it's you were thing. just gonna do my forehead and my lines. And so, do you remember exactly what that was that you did? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can you it's, explain? Yeah. That? So. Um, 
typically when people come in, you know, if they have one specific thing and they're very precise and they know exactly, you know, then we just do that. But many times, increasingly so, I would say, in the past, you know, because I've been doing this for so long, now people will just say, all right, uh, what do you think? Here I am. What do you think I need right. to have? And I, I you know, obviously I, I try, I call it as I see it, but I try to keep it real and also realizing that no one does everything all at once. So right. we can do things in little steps. We can do some things all at once. But one thing that I saw in you, you came in for your, you know, your forehead lines and I saw that you had that little downturn of the corners. You know, we call it a marionette lines. And you being 34, Four. Mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a little, again, young to have that. But that is a muscular thing where it's called the DAO or the depressor anguli oris, the muscle that pulls the corners of the mouth down. Like if you're, well, what I have to tell people is say, show me your lower teeth and you can kind of like make your... You yeah, know, like the cringe y- face. Yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, that upside down fa- smile. And some people have very strong muscle there. So if you put a little neurotoxin there, Botox or Javeau, uh, you can weaken it. Now we don't knock it out altogether because this is getting increasingly like advanced level on the practitioner side mm-hmm. to do this because you have to understand the facial anatomy. You have to understand how many units to put exactly the the placement of it. You know, you could, like, have a crooked smile or something if it's not done correctly. Uh, But it's a really easy procedure once you know how to do it, and I do it all day long. And it's so lovely because it doesn't look weird. It just, you know, your your mouth just goes back to completely horizontal, which is... And again, that's a thing where people look at you and they perceive, oh, she's sad, she's mad. The 11s between the two eyes, mm-hmm. which I think is one of one was one of your main concerns. Yeah. That's the other thing that that I will actually, even if people aren't asking me about it, I will sometimes say to someone, you know, you've got these 11s, we can easily treat them. You know, have you ever thought about it? And usually, like for example, if people are in my office on the medical side, I don't really bring up necessarily. Right. I, I don't think it's appropriate. Where I've I've broken my own rule a little bit is if I see teachers who have (laughs) pretty bad 11s or a pretty bad downturn because I know that they scare their students. So I'll say something in what I'm hoping is a nice gentle way, you know, and many times they're so surprised. I mean, but they recognize, they say, oh, yes, people do. They always think that I'm mad. And, you know, and I said, well, you know, couple units of uh, Botox or Javeau could really help yeah. that out. And and I know it does help them in the classrooms because I've heard them say that. I so. was so excited that you brought that up because I didn't even know that was a thing. But I, I used to hate when people would take my pictures when I didn't know that they were taking my picture because I always had to like... Pers- Try to... Oh, perk them up. Perk yeah, them yeah, up. yeah. And because if someone... I when I do like photo shoots and like just relax your face and I'm like no because no, that doesn't look yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to relax you my know face. there's there's a term for that <laughs> yes, RBF, the RBF yes, yes. <laughs> I I had some serious resting RBF. B face uh-huh. <laughs> which cracks me up yeah that's what I had and I think that I was most excited about that in the beginning I was like oh my gosh I don't look <laughs> I well, don't look cranky anymore. and again that's okay. How cool is that? What a great like life changer is that? Mm-hmm. that? That people, you don't even realize it. People are treating you a little differently yeah. because of what they perceive in you. 
And now you've gotten Botox and filler and things just look better and you're being perceived differently. And that's so cool. So Botox, they've done some studies that for sure Botox helps with depression. Hmm. Yep. So there are at least three mechanisms that could explain this. And we don't know whether it's A, B, C, or what I think, a combination of A, B, and C. So number one, you are happier because you look better. That's number one. Okay. Number two, you are happier because others see that you look better and treat you differently. Okay. Number three, you are no longer able to frown and make a mean face and the chemicals and the endorphins that are released when you do so make you more depressed. And so you biochemically, there is a change that makes you happier. I love it. I used to joke. I'm like, I'm giving you a really dirty look right now. You just can't tell. Like, <laughs> lucky for you, yep, you can't yep, tell. Yep. And as a matter of fact, <laughs> when I first started getting Botox myself, you know, years ago, I thought, well, I can't, like, f- you know, make that mean frown at my at my children anymore. But I found ways to make my displeasure <laughs> known. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's... Those three things are really, really interesting because we do, as as a a confident woman, I have trouble making friends with other women because I think I was intimidating because I'm so confident and open mm-hmm. and I just like am a bull in a china shop sometimes with my energy, but I also think that the looks that I was giving without realizing, and I really think that, you know, with the downturn of my lips had a lot to do with it. It just, I just looked like I was not happy to be where I'm at. Yes, yes. And, and, and I think especially when a person, you know, we're not always smiling and bubbly. Sometimes we're very, you know, we're passionate, we're serious about, we're having a, a serious discussion. Mm-hmm. And those are times when, number one, you tend to knit your eyebrows in concentration and thereby here come the 11s. And being if you're not smiling, that that natural downturn is apparent. And, and you know, you don't, it's a shame, although it's wonderful that now we have something to, to be able to do about it. Right. But here you didn't even realize that you're unwittingly transmitting uh, a, me- an, a nonverbal message yeah. that is off-putting. Yeah. Very, and it's really fascinating to me it is yeah. and since you said it's it's probably not because i worked outside i've been thinking i'm a trained theater and film actor oh there you so. go oh that's it for sure because you're hyper emoting yeah and that will give you the forehead lines that will give you you know of course the 11s mm-hmm. all of it all of it that's exactly yeah what. oh yeah i didn't really isn't that fascinating so there since you go. I was eight years old, I've wow. been on the stage. So oh. that I really learned it when I was when I was a kid. Yeah, I was a theater performance major in college, and then I switched to this because yeah. I got funny story. Actually, I got a role in a film my freshman year, and I was like, "Well, I'm obviously going to be famous now, so I don't need college anymore." <laughs> <laughs> so, so and kudos to my parents who kind of just let me. All right, you're going to figure it out on your own. Um, but then I went back and did the communications thing. Good. But but na- since you said that, that's definitely why I had those yes. those expressive. All of it. Yes, yes, yes. Even when when we were doing like with with Jen the like the before faces, 
Mm-hmm. She was like, wow. I'm like, yeah, I know. My yeah. face can just just do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's cool because now I'm I'm able to use my my voice more and my eyes to portray and I'm I'm myself I'm not playing other characters right so and I I should hasten to add I mean I'm sure I don't know all the celebrities I'm very very bad at that but you know the one I do know like Nicole Kidman for a Mm -hmm. while just looked horrible she was so frozen there's a there's a a myth that we should debunk so a frozen face now, when we treat the 11s, it's a very small muscle that goes from the mid-pupillary line, so right above where your pupil is, right in your eyebrow, to the middle of the bridge of your nose on each side. Those muscles pull down and create those 11s. They're small muscles. I like for them, myself, to be completely knocked out. I think it's absolutely fine to have no movement of those muscles whatsoever. So that muscle, I guess you could say could be frozen but right. that's not what people are talking about when they say frozen face really what you're talking about is the big Their forehead entire, muscle yeah the, the frontalis and even right now now i've softened yours because she just for those of you in the audience who yeah. can't see either of us <laughs> she just raised her eyebrows okay so she's moving that muscle mm-hmm. but it's it's softer there's still faint lines there right. but they're much softer and that's what we're what i as a as a injector that really tries to get the best look possible that's what i'm aiming for i don't want a frozen forehead it doesn't yeah. look good it's not normal looking um it, you know that's what can lead people to think you look plasticky or weird and then a, a lot of botox or you know any neurotoxin can change the shape of your eyebrows so there's a lot of things that we can do in a good way or in a bad yeah. way you know to like some people want to change the shape of their eyebrows and then sometimes it just happens if the injector isn't cognizant of of all the injection points and how exactly to maneuver it so uh the frozen look however is if you're going to someone who's very good at injecting you will not get that look unless you specifically say i have some people that say i want that whole forehead knocked out i don't want it to move and i usually Object, right? But sometimes it, it's not a bad look for a couple of people. But for the most part, it is a bad look, and I don't like to do it. Yeah, I, I think the movies portray. Uh, there was a movie, and I can't. I think it was Tim Allen when in like Santa Claus. <laughs> so he was aging, and he went and got all and like the water. He's trying to drink water, right. and it's like pouring out of his mouth. It doesn't actually. That's because these are the things that like we people think. think. Of. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yeah, if you got water pouring out of your mouth, you've got a very significant problem. <laughs> either you, either you, or your injector was not doing something right there. Yeah, that's for sure. That's yeah. that's not what it is. Yeah. And but you do see a lot of people that are way overdone. I mean, I despise that look. I I really don't like it at all. And I try my best to have my patients look as natural as possible. Yeah. The, I think the goal is to for people to not realize that you've been exactly. Doing I it. mean, yeah. what I want, and I say to my patients. What you want to hear is, wow, you look so... What'd you do? Change your hairstyle? Or did you get new makeup? Or are you just well-rested? You know, Mm -hmm. that's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear, oh, I see you got Botox. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you really needed those corners turned up. (laughs) Because no one looks at that stuff. You just, like, I'm like, you're talking, and I'm like, oh, that's because people are like, you look great. And I'm like, I've gained 30 pounds in the last year since I stopped drinking. What are you talking about? And I'm like... 
oh, because it's not all about the size of my pants, you know, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's your my, face, my face and the way that I present myself. Exactly. That is exactly true. Exactly true. And, you know, everybody gets on themselves. We all do about yeah. the body. So we could start talking a little bit about bodies, which yeah. have become the, you know, the big thing now. And, and so our field, which initially was limited to the face has now morphed into every body part you know now people are looking at every part of their body in terms of what can they do to make it look better and and you know like everything in life it's it's really a double-edged sword because Mm -hmm. it's it's not cool that people are looking at every little thing i mean i have i have women that look beautiful yeah 60 some years old thin their face looks good their hair looks good da 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 They'll like lean forward and show me their upper ar- upper arms. What can you do about this crepiness right here? This crepiness, and you know, <laughs> lean back. I, yeah, <laughs> don't do I that. Mean, don't, don't do that. I've said that many times, but but you know, it. it and increasingly, we're able to do some things a little right. bit, a little bit now. Not a whole lot for that, but. Um, but more and more, we're able to do things to this part of the body, that part of the body, this, that. And it, 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 and it's kind of, you know, you, are, you, are you really going to spend all your disposable income because you feel like, you know, your knees need to be lifted a little bit or your hands look old? I mean, it's everything. Wow. And then it's kind of funny. You look at, like, you look at pictures from not that long ago, you know, 80 years ago. And women were covered head to toe. The only thing that was out was their face. Yeah. And their hands. And you thought, well, that's easy to take care of. <laughs> you know, we don't have to wait. Now, people are worrying. They want to be in bikinis mm-hmm. through their 60s. And it's, it's, it's not, I won't say it's not doable. There are people who can do it. Right. But it requires a lot of effort and sometimes a lot of money. Sometimes, I mean, is that really how you want to spend those your years. life yeah thinking about all of these things I, I i myself don't agree with that and i th- i think that there needs to be like some kind of therapy or something that comes with it i have i have friends and i'll say this because i don't think they're listening right now and even then <laughs> I, maybe i would just say it anyway but who have gotten you know plastic surgery and nothing changed Oof. they st- they think that it's going to be the solution to all of their problems and it's not because no. <laughs> your your flat stomach is not going to fix how you feel about yourself. That, and that's so true. And and that is so true. And that's where I I want I want the aesthetic procedures that people get done to be for the right reasons. Right. To be because it's just the it's just the cherry on top of the cupcake that you've made a great life for yourself and you just want to look the part, like let's say some people who have not taken care of themselves, not, you know, use sunscreen their whole lives, right. and they do have a lot of textural issues with their skin. Now they're starting to really, you know, work backwards a little bit, but but in a good way. And and I love to see that. You know, people that have leg veins, for example, we can easily treat those. And, and that's a home run. It makes them feel so much better. Or liposuction. We do liposuction not in our Northfield office, but up in Delran. Okay. And so in our practice, we do liposuction. And it can be great if if you're like, oh, you know when that's the best? My favorite 
person to do liposuction on is a woman between the ages of 50 and 75. They get, and I'm starting to get a little annoyingly, <laughs> but, you know, a little pouchiness like above their belly button, like right under the breast. And, it, and, and you know, everybody, you, you know, the, the average weight gain is 10 pounds per decade, if you don't already know that. So, so you know, by the time you're in your 50s, 60s, you're, you're, you're several tens of pounds up from where you were 20 right. or 30. Okay, normal. But, you know, that upper belly fat, it, like, it's uncomfortable. You bend, and, it, and it, it's always kind of, it's almost like being pregnant. It's kind of in your way. And clothes don't fit the way you want them to. So doing liposuction on these people, and, and m- most of them don't want to wear a bikini. It's not even a thought. They just they want to look better in clothes, which is, and that's my home run. And quality of life, yeah. Yes. And they are so psyched. And it's so wonderful. It's so exciting to... To see them so happy about that, and that's what what really that's makes such a me rewarding. happy. Oh, it it does. It is. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's really great. Yeah, yeah. So you do liposuction, and then so what other parts of the body? I, so I do know that you do stuff for the armpits for people. Like Botox can be used for the armpits, right? For yes, yes, it sweating. can be used for excessive sweating. Mm-hmm. That's on the medical side. And migraines. Migraines. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't treat for migraines. Okay. Here's an interesting thing that we've just started doing. So there's a lot of people that grind their teeth, and they have uh, TMJ, and their dentists are telling them that, that they have... They're grind, you know, their teeth are getting ground down, and they might need a bite guard, and they get big time uh, tension headaches. Yeah. So it turns out that, and and then if you look at them carefully, like if I, as a dermatologist, would look at them carefully, oftentimes they're thin women who run and exercise, and what they do is they grit their teeth as they're doing this. Hmm. So they're thin, but they have a real wide jawline, and then you realize it's this muscle right at the back of their jaw called the masseter muscle. It's the strongest muscle in the body, as it turns out. Wow. And if we relieve that a little bit, put some neurotoxin in here, it, after about a month, the muscle shrinks, just like any muscle if you're not working it out as much. Right. And they get more of a heart-shaped face again instead of a square face. And they're not gr- you know, grinding their teeth, and their headaches are gone. Wow. Oh, it's crazy. That's so crazy. It's I love so science, right? I know. I know. It is really fun. <laughs> well, I don't typically love science, but that is really... <laughs> yeah. I'm like the creative brain. I can't... Right. Stuff is, but you appreciate I the appreciate, value of science. Yes, 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 yes. So it's both cosmetic and medical. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Now, and, and sometimes people come in to me and ask, can they have Botox for their migraines? Mm-hmm. And so what I say to them is, look, I'm going to treat your muscles as I see them, as I would treat them for the lines that I see. And if that helps your migraines, great. Right. And if not, then, then go, see a yeah. neurologist. Yeah. Because I, I don't do, because when people, a lot of their migraines are like way in the back of their scalp, the yeah. muscles there, and I don't have any idea how to do those. So, you know, yeah. out of my wheelhouse. So It's good that you don't, you don't. Yeah, no, I, listen, I got enough to do, you know. <laughs> So two offices, one right here in Northfield, New Jersey, and one up in Delran. Um, 
HarkawayCenter.com, I believe, is the... DrHarkaway.com. DrHarkaway.com yes. is the website, and you're on Instagram, and you're on Facebook, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And thank you so much for spending an hour with me on a Saturday. Absolutely. And talking to my audience about all kinds of, you know, debunking those myths, and why cosmetic procedures don't have to be shameful or or negative right. and why it's it's really you know improving your quality of life that's what i'm hoping yeah absolutely yeah so we um we got a couple more minutes is there anything else that you want to talk to that that you feel that you know people need to know about what you do um yeah i think we've gone over most of it i yeah. think just just the fact that you know it, a lot of people are now kind of putting it in their maintenance routines. And it is certainly true that as you get older, as I've alluded to with myself, mm-hmm. go in every three weeks to the salon to get my hair colored. And I'm I'm sitting across from you. You folks can't see me. I don't have any makeup on today. So I, you know, I, I'm not big into having to do what I don't want to do. But right. I definitely want my hair to look good. I want my face to look good. And I think going back to the whole sort of body and face thing, you wear your face every single day. You wear it today. Mm-hmm. I'm doing nothing. I'm running around. But maybe I'll see somebody that later on I would fall in love with or who knows what, you know? I mean, not really since I'm married. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can run around without makeup. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I do look better with makeup because why else would you put makeup right. on, right? right. If, you know, but I can, I can go around because I invest some you know money and time and effort into my skin looking good my facial muscles and you know everything looking good um i think so often people dilute it out and start to think about like oh my you know my thighs or you know whatever does not look good but this is the real estate that you look at every single day absolutely well thank you so much again for being here Dr. Karen Harkaway of Harkaway Center for Dermatology and Aesthetics. This has been another fantastic show on Volume Up, the Lifestyle Radio Revolution. Make sure you connect with me offline at volumeuponline.com and at volumeuponline on Instagram. And we'll see you right back here next week. Have a fabulous day. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight.